Right, this is episode 39 then, and um, very sorry about last week, because uh, I didn't actually let anyone know that they weren't even a podcast last week, but anyway, we're making it up this week uh, with having Stu on, uh, lovely to have Stu on again, but first of all, I best say hello to Pete, uh, before I forget as usual, so now then Pete, how are you doing my friend? Hey now, what's going on? Uh, not very much man, yourself? Not much, man. Just I'm actually excited about this. I, I have to say, I, I love having Stu on. We don't have him on enough. I have to say, that is one thing that you've been saying for quite a while is when's Stu coming back oh, yeah. on? When's Stu coming back on? And it's like, well, you know, we'll sort it out. But anyway, so thank you very much for coming back on, Stu. And how are you doing yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, yeah, really good. How are you two guys doing? We're all right, man. But I think the first question I have to ask you is, you know, how much do you hate my fucking guitar setup right now? Is it? <laughs> is it? I think if being being polite, it, it uh, challenging. I think is the word. It's just it. It's just getting through how many years have not been used and knackered this and broken that, and yeah. then someone else has set up and then made this rig, and it's like, well, how do you? You're trying to decode someone else's brain with that thing. Yeah. Um, but I think we've kind of got it, and we just need we just need new cables, and I think we'll be good. Well, that's it. I mean, yeah, what's the backstory there? What's going on? Oh well, forgot. I mean, my guitar setup's relatively complicated. It never mattered back in the day because you know we had guitar techs, and even I'd sort of used it enough that I was familiar with it, but. It's been 10 years, so after all that time, when you get all that stuff out and you're like, well, where the hell is this plug-in? Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> like the first few practice, every every time we practice so far, it started with me really confident, putting you know stuff here and there and starting plugging stuff in and then getting more and more confused. And then eventually Stu goes up, comes over and goes, right, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God, Stu. That helped me. Honestly, it's on, it's, and then you just... My problem is I just stand there and just go, oh God, there's like, how many wires is there? And I don't know. And the trouble is really is that you don't even need half of them. Do you know what I mean? It's it's completely overcomplicated. And, you know, the good thing is, is that Stu brings a calm head into the situation can actually sort it out. But how long did it take us? Like, it, that, it took us an hour and a half. It took ages, but it's, it's somewhat daft. But it's honestly, it was like opening Pandora's box, that, that flight case for those cables. It's insane. Uh, those looms are so long and so knackered. And it weighs it's a just unreal. Ton. It weighs a ton as well, yeah. doesn't it? It's just, yeah, that need, it needs a lot of chopping down, does that, that setup? But yeah, we're, we're getting there now. We're kind of like about an hour and a half of just like, right, what goes where? That, right, that goes there. Right, that's broken. Get rid of that. And yeah. I think we're, we're somewhat like out now, I think. But yeah. I think we are somewhat like now. So as you say, we can pretty much go in and it won't take an hour and a half to set up my guitar rig. But I mean, yeah. aside from that, you know, I know we've only had a few rehearsals, but how are you finding all that? Do you know, how are you finding it in terms of, uh, you know, how are you enjoying it? And, you know, like, me is it something that you've missed and do you know, do you know what i mean on the level where yeah when you're doing it again you're just like oh god do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well it's you know missed, missed it incredibly you know terribly terribly missed it but it's, it's just great getting us all back together again and just like how easy it kind of slipped in obviously it wasn't perfect but it just slipped into a nice avenue that felt comfortable mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and just like you know, it's only a case of like a little bit of polishing here and there, isn't it? Really, but you know, and it would be obviously a bit, a bit tough on having Rob there the other week. But obviously, he's got commitments and stuff. So, um, but even though it's just nice to get together and just you know, just play the riffs and just have fun again, you know, because it's just miss being part of a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. for me, and just being a you know part of something. You know, no, and no. it's just great to get back into it. And you know, but yeah, it's 
it's it's sounding good, isn't it? It's getting there. It's going to be a you know. Hopefully, it'll be a relatively easy slip into the gig. Yeah, we'll just I mean, have to like, see. like you say, it's, I mean, there's. I think we were all. I mean, we spoke about this a bit, but I think we were all very much like, oh god, how long is this going to take? And none of us had any yeah. idea. We just didn't have any idea. But I think the more we kind of practiced, I think anyway, the more we're sort of looking at each other, going, well, you know, I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much there, really. Do you know what I mean? It, like you say, yeah. other than a few odds and ends, it's you know we're still as tight as we ever were, and that that's the that's the joy in it when yeah, and that was that was always the joy. Do you know what I mean? But even like in the church hall, in the Legion, or down in Soundworks, or in Iger, do you know what I mean? Wherever we were, and you get a good jam going, that's you know that's always a bit that you you know you you really enjoy. So. Certainly, to be able to play those songs again, um, like we are doing, and it, you know, it, there is an element of the fact that it, once you're actually doing it, it, kind of feels like we've never stopped, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me personally, for the gig, it's just getting my kind of mental side of things up and up to scratch. Really, you know, getting in front <laughs> of like you know, not being in front of anyone for so many years, and getting in front of oh, how many people are going to end up being there. But it's going to be an awful lot in it, so it's just yeah. kind of getting over the kind of. Oh, I wouldn't say stage fright. I've never really had stage fright. I've had a bit of panic here and there, like I suppose everyone does, but it's just, it's just that that's worrying me more than anything, really, if I just kind of panic, you know, which I don't really want yeah. at all. But it's, it's hopefully it'll just come with time and practicing and being together as a group again. And, you know, we're, we're all on stage together and, you know, you've got the crew and everyone's there to have a good time, aren't they, really? So there's no, hopefully there'll be no worries, but yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know exactly, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think, um, tied into what i just said really the playing side of things is going to be the least of his worries really because i'm with you there i'm with you totally in a sense that well you know i don't know how it'd be interesting to talk to phil about it but obviously rob still you know very much gigging and stuff like that with the streets and other things so he's you know he's fine with it but I, and this leads us into the next bit really because i haven't been on stage since our last gig do you know what i mean but yeah one thing that I thought that we didn't talk about last time that I'd like to kind of talk about is, you know, when when we split up and the things you were doing after, do you know what I mean? So sort yeah. of talking about, um, you know, playing with the streets and what that were like, do you know what I mean? It, what being in another band were like in general, even though it were in a, you know, a different capacity, but even at all, yeah. and then going on to, obviously, um, Delphic as well. You played with Delphic, didn't you, as well? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, 2013, I think that was. So how long how long, yeah. after, how long after our last gig was it that you went out with the streets? Do you know what I mean? Um, it was before the last gig. Oh, of course um, it was, man. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was I joined, um, or I, I can't remember how it really happened. I think, I think Tim, because obviously it, it kind of fell nicely because obviously Tim went to the streets as well. Um, and I, you know, we've, we've known Mike for, you know, a long, long time as a band and as, you know, as a, as people, you know, so we've, we've always done yeah. certain shows together and, you know, as paths have always crossed and, you know, we've come to each other's gigs and stuff. So I've known Mike for a, for a long time. And I, I think a, a few times I jokingly said to Tim, um, oh, I'd love to just get on stage and play a song, a song with him. So I've always been a massive fan of the streets and what Mike does. Um, and then something cropped up, I'm sure that Tim said something about him needing another bass player or something. I can't really remember how exactly it got on, but he said, oh, I want you to play some videos of you playing the street stuff so I played some and kind of didn't think anything of it and then got a phone call saying well, he wants you to be in the band so like that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. it was um, 
I think it yeah, it was definitely after we kind of decided to to let things go with the music. Yeah. But then you're in a certain situation of like, well, what the hell am I gonna do now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, music exactly. was my life and music. So it's like, well, that this opportunity came up, so I can't really let go. Um, hmm. well, so yeah, it just Why kind of went from there. Um, so yeah, that was that was back in the 2010, and then we started touring like a 2011. So basically, all 2011 with the streets, and that included our gigs as well. So that was one hell of a year, really. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, where did you tour with the uh, with the streets? Uh, everywhere, really. Um, oh, not not everywhere. We didn't do. We did the usual like UK tours, European mm. tours, uh, Australia. I think that was it, really. We didn't do... It was, I don't think it was very big in Japan. Um, we didn't do America for whatever reason. I think it was It was a lot of... A lot of did you go to Dubai as well? Didn't you do something in Dubai? Oh, yeah, we did Dubai. Yeah, that was it. That oh, was wow. the show. That, yeah, I that think, was... Uh, I think you might... <laughs> that was a bit of a mad weekend, that one. I wonder, was that the thing that you might... Was that one of the first things you did, the Dubai thing? It, it Was that the thing you did? It was early on. That was... Yeah, That was might... March. Yeah, that was March 2011. I'm sure it was. Yeah, so that would have just been... March, April, May, June, yeah, just before our last gigs. I think I think you had done the Dubai thing, because I'm sure you had... Uh, I'm sure I remember the well, f- photo yeah, on we the did, computer. Yeah, we'd done the first tour, the first UK tour. I think we must have done a bit of Europe as well, but then you yeah, did Dubai in March, and there was a bit of a break. We did loads of, like, universities, um, university shows, so then what? European tour out to Australia, did all sorts of bits. So what did you... Um, I mean, it's probably, very, it's probably too broad a question, really, but... How did you find that experience different from being in the music? Because I mean, without wanting to put your words in your mouth, I'd almost cause I'd almost imagine anyway, from my point of view, that it it wouldn't have been even anything like it. Like, do you know what I mean? The two experiences, or were they? Do you know what was the experience like, basically, in terms of the contrasting things? Um, they were they were totally different because you basically you've the only stress you've got is making sure you're pleasing Mike. Right. You know, and you're playing the, and you're playing, you know, to the standards that he wants, mm-hmm. and you enjoy, you know, and, and just basically enjoying yourself. It was, you know, there's no, there was no stress on me to have to write bass lines or have to go to interviews and do so and so and this and all. It was just basically turn up on the day and just do what you know, I play as good as I can for him. Mm-hmm. So it was, the, you know, that, that, that was the only kind of little bit of stress we had. But whereas with the music, it's like you know, we we put so much stress on ourselves to be, you know, to be good and having to, you know, then to go in and write music and then doing interviews now you come across and doing this there's just lots of so you're saying that the, the stress yeah the, the other aspects of actually being in a band and being part of the creative force has an impact on your, your enjoyment of touring as well i could you know i couldn't I... um a little bit i think um i don't know it's it's, it's, it's a bit hard to kind of say because it was such a long time ago now yeah, yeah. but it didn't feel as stressful for some reason i don't know why maybe it was because there was more of us on stage well I, you know I, and we're kind of like we bounced off more there was more people to yeah. bounce off yeah. or there was it was just a case that it was you, more where i was in kind of mike's shadow and i wasn't the person that they were looking at do you think you know it, what i mean so i could hmm. kind of sit back and just play what i needed to do do you think any of it had anything to do with going into like fresh relationships like with with new people and stuff like that and not you know not necessarily sharing any sort of history with any of them do you know what i mean do you think that sort of took, Maybe. took, took the load off in terms of because i just think it's interesting because i think i think phil quite openly said that you know, he just enjoyed, you know, I, supp- I suppose other than our early days when it was fucking brilliant and a great laugh, but, you know, it, towards the end when it was stressful, Phil was quite openly quite surprised by the experiences he had with um, with Theme Park. And um, yeah. do you know what I mean? Was that something you found as well? Almost like, wow, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that much of a... Well, like you say, really, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that stressful. But I suppose, as I, like you say, that's all taken away by the fact that 
I'm just trying to see the difference, really, because why, why are you saying, you, you know, it's just Mike that's got to be happy? I mean, what is the difference, really, between Mike and us four being happy? Do you know what I mean? Like, us four all wanting to, you know, to make every, to make it as good as it can be for us. Do you know what I mean? Is there a, tang- yeah. is there a tangible difference between um, just what just having to please one person? But I'm just, it, I, I think what you're basically saying is everything that, have, and I'd agree, sort of everything that was wrapped up in us, you know, generally affected how much you'd, you'd enjoy touring, really. Do you know what I mean? Because, I don't, well, I don't know about for you, but I think for me, the the last tours were nowhere near as fun as the first ones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. It's it, it's it's hard to say. It's just, I think... Is it by chance? Maybe. Because um, when you wrote the stuff and then when you collaborated with, you know, with the music and then when you play, there's like this synchronicity between four people and there's a lot of pressure to get that whole thing going and it, it, you have ownership in that. Contrast to you've heard the songs from this other band. They're probably not as complex for the bass part for you. And then it's like, oh yeah, this is like a day job. You know, like there's no, you don't have the investment in this because it's like, this has already been written. I'm going to just keep this bass line because I know how to play and then and walk off stage and the rest is done. Whereas with the music, it was just like, you were so, especially the way the bass and the guitar in the music were like this, you know, thing that were woven together that that's probably, I, I would guess that the, bass lines that you had to play for the music might have been more complex and maybe stressful. <laughs> that's because Stu, um, Stu wrote them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, what's with the street stuff is, you know, quite complex, you know, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it, is a, it is a very pro, it's hard to kind of, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to kind of answer really. I guess it, a lot of it comes down to like just enjoying actually being out on the road and the time with other people. Do you know what I mean? That but. Yeah. That's what I think would have been the main difference, would it, was it anyway? Well, I suppose, yeah, like, like you said earlier about you know making new relationships and, and just yeah. playing with other people on stage as well. It was it was just a complete. It's almost like you'd wipe the slate clean a bit, you know. Because when we were like say when we were kind of got to the the end of our touring days, it was hard. Yeah, you know, it was still fun. We still enjoyed it. I won't change it for the world, but it obviously got a bit harder because I think we were getting a bit more kind of frustrated with, oh, why is that not quite working? I wanted to. Why aren't we writing what we want to do? And it's like. Yeah. That, that I think that that pressure was kind of what I was trying to get out. Really, it was just we were kind of just right after we've done this, we need to go and write, and then yeah. it's not happening. It's not working. Right, well, what do we do? And then yeah. it's just everything just kind of piles up when you. Whereas with something like Mike, I, I suppose it is a bit more like a job, yeah, because you're getting paid to play bass. Really, if they're mm-hmm. getting paid to be a session player, so like I said, the only stress with that is it's literally making sure that you're doing a job right. Yeah. Um, even though it's a brilliant job, you know, it's what, you know, I wanted to do and what I still want to do really, you know, it's just, but it's still being on stage with these absolutely superb musicians, um, mm-hmm. you know, platinum artists, you know, it's just, it's just a joy to be like with that, those kind of people and just, just experience different experiences with other people's points of views on music and where yeah. they've come from and different, you know, styles and, you yeah. know, backgrounds. It was just, I suppose that's, that was the refreshing thing about it. It's just, you know, and the, the thing that kind of made it a little bit less stressful, it's just, it just finding new experiences. Yeah. You, you said that Dubai was interesting. What, what about D- Dubai did you find so interesting? Oh, well, I burnt myself to a crisp and gave myself a concussion. <laughs> you gave yourself a concussion? Seriously? Gave yeah. a concussion? <laughs> well, kind of not myself. I think it was Kev's knee that gave me concussion, but we... Um, it was we stayed in this really nice hotel. Basically, what it was is the the the, ve- the venue was like just kind of in the complex where there was loads of little bars and stuff, but in with this kind of hotel complex thing. So it was on the beach, so it was brilliant. So the, can you look out from the stage onto the beach? Obviously, see to your right, 
massive, mm. those big twisty buildings and stuff to your left and stuff. It was brilliant. And uh, we just had a really cool, like, just morning, just chilling out and stuff. And I thought, you know, I'll give myself a base tan. Like, you know, I'll have half hour with no cream on, but it's like <laughs> 90 tan. degrees, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I ended up burning myself to an absolute crisp. It was so painful. Um, and then we decided to go on a banana boat, a few of us. Um, and it was just out in, just into, into, into kind of like bay where the kind of the bottom of, um, oh, what do you call it? Is it the palm, bottom of the palm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really nice and calm and stuff. And we were kind of, we were on this this banana boat and they kept doing a few circuits and not doing anything too strenuous. But then you went back over the wake and then it was, I knew was something was going to go wrong because I saw um, Secret Steve, who was the uh, the keyboard player, just rock it up into the air and thought, well, I'm going to follow him. So I grabbed on so tight. But then all I can remember is like my legs going up and then just complete, just blank, nothing. And I woke wow. up just bobbing out of the water. Oh, Christ. And I thought I'd, with a massive, we had helmets on, but it must, I think, because um, Kev were like, yeah, my knee really hurts. And I thought, well, my head really hurts. So I think I've come down on Kev's knee and hit the water. Literally, I just, I think I came around as I just kind of bobbed out, which was quite scary. So I had to play, play the gig with, Really, really bad sunburn and a very sore head. But it was it was a great gig though. I loved it. It was a great experience. Did you uh, did you need any med- medical assistance for that? For that, for nah, that... Just a couple of beers. It were eight. <laughs> 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 fucking just got not woke up, bobbing around in the fucking water, having been knocked out. He just like fucking get me a beer. Fucking yeah, hell. that's all you needed. It was yeah. It was it, it was it was <laughs> it was good fun though. It was just all it was all part of the experience. It was it was yeah. It was a really good show. That so, so, that one. I mean, like live playing live itself. You know, what I mean, how was that different playing from us and playing with the streets? Is it all just tied into the same thing in the sense that just less stress, more fun, or how was it different? Um, I think it was. <sighs> It was it was funny, but in a different way because like because Mike's really interactive with the crowd and the people on stage as well. So it like, felt it's, more like you know, a show, a little a little bit, yeah, and it, which made it really fun because I mean, he had me crowd surfing and all sorts did of few shows. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. Mind um, you, you crowd surf with you crowd surf with us a few times, didn't you? In, like, well, tr- well, I tried a couple, of, I tried a couple of times, <laughs> didn't work. I think I chucked myself out into a crowded Japan and just kind of went about four foot forwards and then came straight back again. It wasn't good. You've definitely done it another time, man. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you. Rob, were... Rob definitely did it at the Rocket. Well, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I remember. Oh, God. I'm trying to remember the city we were in, but it was Japan. I'm sure you and Rob once did it. I'm sure you did. And it was just me and Mate, Phil I... left on stage for a bit. I'll have to ask Harvey about that. I'm sure. I definitely did. Yeah, I definitely did in Japan somewhere, but I can remember it didn't go very well. <laughs> it didn't go very well at all. Talk, talk me through. Talk me through stage diving with Mike. Then what the fuck's going on with that? What happened? Did, were you, did you still oh, have well, your bass in your hand? And were you? Sunburned? No, no. I gave it. To, I, no, I gave, I gave it to. Right. It was. It was an awesome gig. It was. Um, oh, it was. Was it called Melt? It might. It might. I'll double check it. I think it was called Melt, but it was in Germany, and it was at like an old quarry or something. So they had these big, you know, like that big um, Bukharis area that's down at uh, the reserve down near me. That really big, yeah, kind of excavator. Yeah, yeah. They were like those dotted. Those dotted around. They had big bars at the top of them and loads of lights, and it was a really cool festival. And I think Mike made something up, kind of on the spot, saying that I split with my girlfriend. So. <laughs> I need to go crowd surf and everyone needs to kiss me. It was something along the lines like it's on it's on YouTube. It's quite funny actually. Oh, is it? Oh, fucking um, hell. Yeah, oh, it's on YouTube. That. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, it was on the last song, so I literally played the last song and then uh, it kind of stops us for a bit and then talks to the crowd and then uh, basically right, I'm going to send you out into the night. So then starts us all off going again. <laughs> I give my bass to Rod, the uh, the guitar tech. 
And then Mike kind of grabs me, pulls me down, goes down to the front and just chucks me up, basically chucks me over. And then I just went crowd surf for a little bit. It was, that was a really good crowd surf as well, actually. That was really good. And then joined us, waved and off stage, jobbly gun. <laughs> it was, it was really good. That was a lot of fun, that. That was a lot of fun. That's crazy. So speaking about experiences playing with other bands as well, um, weren't you at the infamous Puckle Pop with the Storm? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, unfortunately I was, yeah, that was uh, a really nice day that turned into hell, to be honest, yeah, that wasn't good at all. Uh, was, yeah, that that was, with, was that, that was with horrendous. Mike or was that with Delphic? That was with Mike again, that was, uh, yeah, 2011. Um, yeah, we were supposed to be playing in I can't, some tent somewhere a bit later on in the day. Um, and the, honestly, the day, it was absolutely absolute stunning day. Yeah. Really, really warm. It, it was gorgeous. I mean, Rob went for a wander around for a while and did this, did that, and then went to go watch Skunk and Nancy. And uh, I was, I was gutted really because I've never seen him before. And I was used to, from back in our days, we used to like a bit of skunk and answer, didn't we, back oh, yeah. in the day? Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, I remember just being stood there and could see this storm coming from behind us. And it was it was black and it was like, there was plenty of lightning. I thought, oh, we're going to get a bit of a bit of a show here kind of thing. But then as it kind of got closer and it started to rain, you could tell it was like icy cold water. Right. And it's like, right, this mm. is this is pretty bad. And then the wind started getting really bad. So we just kind of legged it back to the uh, dressing room just as it, really really kicked off but I've never seen it like it it just like it went from bright sun to just pitch black mm. and it was just the, the I can remember as well looking out the out of the window it couldn't open the door it was that bad but I remember looking out the window and there's some trees lining where the back of the kind of uh, the main arena was yeah. and they were almost bent over double it was well, not bent over double but they were like proper I've never seen trees bend over that far in my life right. it was horrendous and they were just you can't really put it into words how bad it, how bad it was. It only lasted about 15, 20 minutes, but it mm-hmm. completely destroyed the festival side. I think it killed five people as well. I think it did, yeah. It was yeah. that yeah. It, yeah, it was that bad. It was horrendous. And we kind of came out afterwards and just walked around and looked at the absolute cars it had cost. But I've never, I mean, this was in Belgium, you know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought whether it would, you know, you'd find maybe think something like, you know, in America or Tropi- somewhere. Tropical but, storm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it's, yeah, but it's just, it was, it was insane. I've never seen whether I like it, but I've, I've never seen anything like it since. Well, I don't really know. Oh, I lived in South was... Florida. I've been through many hurricanes and I've seen I bet you put, yeah, Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Pete, definitely. But you, you have to understand that's what Stu's saying. We don't really, certainly over this half of the world, you know, we don't kind of, I mean, we do, but, you know, not. We get bad weather, but that was, yeah, that was another level. It was, it was horrendous. Yeah. The wind and the rain and stuff. It was just, but it's, it just, it was that it just blew in and then blew straight out again. Well, that, I mean, that's what they do, though, isn't it? I mean, like that that time when we were in it, were it Berlin, we were on that press trip with Sally. Oh Wells, yeah, and we were we went out to watch Air. Um, that's right, yeah. And they were playing in like a well, you know, like an open air gig, basically in the centre of Berlin, um, in this little grassy bit, and. It was a similar case then where everyone was just kind of chilling out and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wind. Yeah, it was an, an, another lovely day as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then, yeah. The winds picked, winds picked up and then the next thing it was blowing all the bloody bass amp over and stuff, wasn't it? And then all, yeah, seeing, all yeah. hell broke loose and we just, we ran for the, we ran for the hotel. In fact, isn't that the night where we were all in that hotel room sort of watching the storm and then we were like, hang on. There's a bloke in that hotel room, laid on his bed naked. Uh, oh my god, that was a, a, oh, that's a bad memory. That why the fuck did I have to remember that? Yeah, that I was, think I remember that one. No, that was that that was that <laughs> night, man. Fucking hell! I remember looking out and seeing there was a crane on the top of one of the buildings. I remember looking at that and getting quite fucking concerned about yeah, where yeah. that was going to end up landing if it was going anywhere. I remember that, but yeah, no, that was another one. It was yeah, that was that was really bad as well, wasn't it? It was because that was another one, really nice day. Sat 
you know, That's... watching it. It was really nice, nice time. Wasn't it? it was, yeah. it was like in like a kind of mini kind of colours, well, not a coliseum, but like there was loads of like square. pillars, weren't they? It was kind of in some sort of amphitheatery kind of whatever yeah, it was, square out, like, like, thing. Yeah, like what, um, a bit, well, I think it was a little bit like Millennium Square in Leeds, but it was a bit bigger. The venue, yeah. as I remember it, anyway. Um, but yeah, that was that. I mean, that's how that's how they happen, isn't it? It's usually on fucking lovely, bright, sunshiny days, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And there's bloody yeah. hailstones like golf balls that are knocking you out and stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, moving on slightly uh, onto onto Delphic. Do you know what I mean? Like, so h- how was that in terms of you know, in comparison to everything and sort of part of your sort of playing? storage you know what i mean how did that fit into things um that i can't again tim uh got in touch with me because they needed some bass playing on one of their well when they were writing the album actually um which is a great it's, it's a great album this album it, it didn't get the um recognition it deserved in that album um, oh did you did you actually play on the record well i played on some of it but they didn't use it because they kind of it was weird they kind of recorded it once in england and then they went over to atlanta and did it again and kind of put mm. a different spin on it Oh, right. So, but they they did say to me as well. It's like, don't be offended if nothing kind of comes of yeah, it yeah, because yeah, we yeah. trying. To, they were just they were just kind of reinventing themselves because right. um, I think they were kind of like felt like they were trapped in this kind of like from Manchester New Order kind of thing. You know what I mean? So they would do want to do something completely different and you know a bit like what we did. You know, they just went to Atlanta. I can't remember what this. I think it was a little studio in someone's house or something. Um, <laughs> but just took a completely different spin on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that so that kind of started from there. And then uh, James, the singer, he, he used to play bass, but he wanted to kind of free himself up. So they said, do you want to come and play bass for us? And it frees him up to, to kind of be a front man, play a bit of guitar and do this and other. So that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was that was another great time with those boys. They were um, really sound lads and really, really great musicians and music, you know, the, the music they wrote was great. Um, yeah. So we, again, we did like um, a lot of, because they, they weren't the biggest band in the world. So we did a lot of kind of like smaller, smaller venues, which is really cool because it kind of mm. like, it was almost like going back to the early days of the music where we we're playing in like really cool, but some really shitty venues, but yeah, some absolutely yeah. awesome gigs, you know. And then doing that round uh, round Europe as well, which is really cool. Um, we did some really cool. Uh, they they were quite big, obviously, where in uh, Japan and uh, Asia. Oh, so we did some really cool. Yeah, we did some really cool, a really cool uh, Asian tour. Like we went to like Indonesia and Thailand. Oh, and, really. Malaysia and stuff, yeah. Wow. So we did some really cool places. We, we played at a place that. near that place we played in Taiwan, All right. um, which was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, did no, it's a really nice little place there. Did anybody ever notice no. you as the bass player for no, the music? No. Not, not yeah. even in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yep, not even in Japan. Which is quite nice actually, because I could kind of experience it as a as a nobody, which is cool. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that, that's something I was going to say. You know, that, like Phil said. Um, he sort of saw, saw much more as it, when it was with other bands. Is, was that true for your experience as well? Let's say that again, sorry. In terms of got out and saw much more of sort of cities, because, you know, like we, as we talked about last time, we, it's not as if we went and absorbed culture, is it, when we were touring? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, bits, <laughs> not really. Bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. You know, the usual vibe, you know. Get- we, we absorbed culture. I'm, I'm, I'm- we absorbed culture, but it was, uh, you know, our feeders in pet, Grand Theft Auto, yeah. these sorts of, you yeah. know, the, the prodigy, <laughs> fucking James Bond. Yeah. I give you fucking culture. <laughs> fucking hell. Cut, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, pretty much that. But, but the thing is, though, with like the, with the, um, the Asian tour, it was so like into a country, out of a country, into a country, out of a country. So it just ended up being fucking knackered. Right. Um, but I remember one really interesting um, experience I had in, I think, where was it now? I think it might have been so in Malaysia. I can't remember which capital city it was, or Indonesia, I can't remember. It all kind of, because it was that, it just all melds into one. Yeah. But I was sharing a, I was sharing a room with Dan, the drummer, or AKA Dave. Um, and I remember hearing a helicopter 
just like, you know, just oh, so I looked out of the room and it was basically this nice, nice big hotel on this big roundabout, but down like a big main road. Mm. And there must have been some sort of celebration coming up or some parliamentary thing happening or whatever. But so I went to the window um, and this helicopter was basically, which was a Huey H, HU one, mm-hmm. um, was circling with no lights on or anything in the pitch black circle. It was doors open with guys on the guns, just circling mm. this roundabout, like literally level with us. And then it'd literally circle a few times and then fly off down this road. Right. And then it'd come back and do the same again. So it was practicing for something, but it was just really bizarre. This proper, like, you know, it was just, it was quite scary because obviously it was showing no lights, right. which yeah, means yeah. it's in kind of like battle mode, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to get shot <laughs> in if, I, if it sees me spying on them. It was, it was really bizarre, <laughs> but it was, it was an interesting experience. That, that sounds like Mission Impossible. Yeah, that is pretty fucking free. I mean, that, I mean, God knows, that must have been some sort of military parade practice or some shit. Maybe there was something. It. Yeah, there was something. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, it's just weird how it was just, yeah, it just pretty much came straight up to the hotel and flew off. It was, really, it was bizarre, but. It sounds like you went to uh, quite a few places that we didn't with the music. Do you know what I mean? Which must have been quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, like I say, Indonesia, Thailand, uh, Malaysia. Mm. It was Taiwan again. I think we did do Korea. Don't know if we did Korea. I don't even know if we did China. We never did China. We got offered. Remember, no, we, we got offered something in China, but it never. It, I think we did, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, it didn't end up making sense budget wise, and I don't think we could make it work schedule wise. So we never actually got to China. But like you said, we did um, Taipei, didn't we? In Taiwan. Oh my fuck! Yeah. Do you remember that fucking gig? Do you remember? I, just about. Do you remember the dressing room yeah. and the two massive open transformers that were just fucking buzzing? I do remember the dressing room because I remember a toffee coming in like it just, it had, it had a right go at someone, didn't oh, it? Of I'm sure it did like he usually it did. did. Well, because um, we yeah, we were just walking in and out of the dressing room and I just looked at this, these two boxes that were on wheels that had loads of cables coming out of them and massive fucking crocodile clips just clamped onto them and I was just, I mean, I'm no spark, but I was just like, <laughs> that does not look fucking safe. And anyway, the Tothy, Tothy saw it and just started going nuts because it was fucking damn right. And there were a big puddle of water next to it as well. <laughs> and the, the, the thing was, they just didn't care. They were like... Uh, no, health and safety is different in other places. It, exactly. They were just they could not understand why we were so irate. They were just like, just don't touch it and you'll be fine. Yeah. That's not the fucking point. Do you know what I mean? This build, this end. Oh, my God. I mean... The prodigy wouldn't even let you go near their speakers when they turned them on, would they? So it's... <laughs> That was it. That, you remember that in Jersey? Yeah, was Jersey. It Jersey, where they were turning, yeah, turn on the big subwoofers. The yeah, they turn on the big. That was another great show. They turn on the, the big subwoofers, didn't they? And they had to have people completely away from them because that was fucking insane. Whatever kind of like, yeah, that was, that was, really, that was the really prodigy. Big, that. that was the prodigy. Yeah, that, that was the. I mean, how many times? I've, I've seen them a couple of times, uh, but that was not only the best I've seen them. It was a, one of the best gigs I've ever seen in my life. That because Jersey Live, that's yeah. not massive. I think that's. 10, no. to, 10 to 12,000 people. It's not a big event. Um, and how it's all laid out. And that's in a bit of a natural amphitheatre as well. And I remember going, when they were on, going to back and just watching it. Fucking awesome. And how, yeah. like, he was just absolutely amazing. I, I, don't, we, I, I get the feeling I've talked about this on something else, but um, I don't, do you remember the guitar changes as well, where the guitar tech, where the guitarist were just launching that Oh, yeah, ball. just launching. About, oh, about yeah, 20 yeah. foot. You're just launching it about 20 foot across stage and this guy like doing no look catches on this bloody six kilo bloody <laughs> 20,000 pound instrument. You're just like, oh my God. That was a fucking awesome yeah, show. Yeah, they were absolutely amazing. Their drummer as well that they had, I mean, I don't know if they're still having a what, but that drummer as well was just, it's, it's, it's a, the kind of like the level of just 
awesomeness that he brought to an already kind of, you know, because obviously electronic drums and the power that they have, and he brought oh, yeah. another kind of aspect to it that just yeah. enhanced it so much. It was just, oh, it's just absolutely, what a, you know, what an experience that was. And it's such a shame that, bless him, Keith's not with us anymore, and it, you know, because that would be, you know, just mm. to see him, you know, perform again would be like insane. But. Yeah, he was uh, incredibly enigmatic. Like, again, yeah. even with all that other, like the drummer going off his nut and like, you'd always just have your eyes on Keith because he'd just be always doing something interesting, if, you know. If, yeah. Not just singing, but I just, I just remember watching him. Well, he was originally, the, he was originally a dancer, wasn't he? He, he just was, got yeah, on stage yeah. and danced. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching So like him. he just, when he wasn't singing, he would just, he was just doing his thing, wasn't he? What he's yeah. always done for the, you know, 50 years, he was always, 50 years he was on this planet, you know. He was just there for the beats. I can't remember what song it was, but he just, he span round in a circle the entire song, fast as fuck, <laughs> just singing at the same time. And I just remember thinking, oh, fucking hell, I'd be spewing my guts up if I were doing it. <laughs> but it, it just, you know, it's just that sort of thing. It just looked insane. Do you know what I mean? It's all part of their yeah. stage show. And like, I do like the fact that they have like a, a live band effectively, even though like say it's electronic drums, but it's still, it's, yeah. And like, it's, they wheeled in all those extra subs. I mean, we played and we had the house PA and then when they came on, they just they wheeled in like these. And God knows, there must have been 20 or 30 extra massive subs that they just lined across the front of the stage, man. Mm. I remember the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did that Fuji, I think. Did they, did they headline it? I think they did, didn't they? And they, everyone kind of used a half a PA, but then when the Chilis came on, obviously Flea's massive sound, they just took the covers off these massive amp, uh, speakers and just turned them on. Oh, did they? And then the sound, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm positive they did. I'm sure they had extra, that does they sound had extra right. rumpf, definitely. That does sound right. Well, I mean, that's, I think, I've I think seen other you, headliners do that in the past where it's think, like, yeah, you know, they I have think, these well, smaller speakers for the smaller bands and then when the bigger band comes out, it's like, okay, now we unveil the real Yeah, system. open up a bit. I think <laughs> that's that happens a, more than you, yeah, more than you think, isn't it? That's a random question. And uh, favourite Fuji performances from other artists, if you know what I mean, when you were out oh, there gosh. and just saw something and was like, fucking hell. Uh, My, mine would be Mogwai, Doves. Doves were fucking amazing. Yeah, Doves were there. ace. Doves Absolutely. were really, really good. I, I, did you, yeah, Stu? I, I, I like the doves more than I do. Did you tend to think? Did you? Oh yeah, doves are amazing. Uh, great lads as well. But did you see uh, Dave Grohl play with Queens at Fuji? No. Did I you? No. Fucking fuming about no because we were sat doing an interview, weren't we? And just yeah. you, you just heard and sat again. Oh, I was absolutely good. But I did see when the Foo Fighters played. I did see through a gap on the side of the stage. Dave played drums and then Taylor played. He sang some oh, tunes, right. so it was quite nice. I could just see through a gap. See, yeah, I've seen Dave play drums, so that, that was kind of a little that like, was always <laughs> achievement. You know, that was one thing that always felt like a bit of a loss. Because I mean, we we toured with Queens at Stone Age, didn't we? We did three weeks in Australia with them on Big Day Out, probably eight, yeah. seven or eight shows. Got to watch them. Love and it was amazing but if I, mean, I watched him every single time yeah, oh. it was um, I can't remember his name it was from, it was from Danzig wasn't he he was yeah absolute I, he was a, a machine beast, of a man beast of a drummer yeah absolute yeah. beast but it, was, it wasn't quite the same was it but he was, it was still an awesome drummer and it sounded epic but yeah it wasn't mm. quite the same as a scene with Dave but mm. yeah you, you never know but yeah that I was, was a, a bit good about that one that was a big regret for me not watching yeah. him play drums with Queens I'm trying I, I don't even think I caught any I don't even think we caught any of it because like you say I'm sure we were doing press yeah we were just press 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 all day when we were still, you know at, at Fuji yeah um, but no I saw uh, I saw Primus the one and only time I've seen Primus that was good what tent, What stage uh, did they play was that, the, was that the white stage that was yeah it might be the white yeah yeah that one that we headlined that yeah i'm sure it was that one i mean that's a bit a of a walk away a bit of a fucking walk away yeah man. jesus oh, well, everywhere it's a bit of a walk away it was fucking hell honestly i'm just off back to my room to get summer hey fucking hell i'll see you next yeah weekend. i'll see you in two hours yeah jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> crazy 
Yeah, and that was the thing about Fuji. So you'd go back to your room to do whatever you were doing, then you'd come out and on the way back to whatever you've come from, someone else, you'd see someone else, and then you'd go off and a few hours later, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell, I was meant to be doing that. I just, <laughs> just absolutely, I, I love that. The, the first time we were there, which is fucking insane, wasn't it? it I, well, it's like the only, it's the only festival that we actually went and just made a point of just being out all the time, watching bands and having a beer with people, meeting people. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was, I always felt like everyone was a big family, wasn't it? There, it was. It was bizarre. Even people you never met, it's like they were. Oh, are we doing good to meet you and stuff? It was, it was absolutely brilliant. I think the kind of the politeness and brilliant of the brilliance of the Japanese people rubbed off on everyone. Yeah. So yeah. it was just, it was just one of those festivals that you you you're just happy roaming around. And and, and we were just, we were pretty much we were fucking famous there. Do you know what I mean? Like like even with all yeah. the pun, uh, punters and stuff, much more so than you know we could walk around Glastonbury and stuff like that. Probably not get noticed. Not a Fuji, not a chance. Do you know what no. I mean? And uh, I remember. No. Was, yeah, was... I remember several occasions where like one of us would just cause some sort of blockage where there'd just be tons of fans noticed the individual and then just be a swarm around them. I had to, I remember yeah. quite a few times, but that's just such a magic festival that, but yeah, there were, yeah. there were lots of great fucking bands out there. Um, so, um, the Pixies, they were it. That was a good oh, uh, performance. Yes. That was really good actually. Yes, I can't remember what year that was, but that was really good. Pixies. Yeah. That was really good. Coldplay did a good set actually as well because they weren't exactly, I think they were on just before us, weren't they? they and were. they did a good set. They were. Um, and it was a bit weird because yeah, it was just a bit bizarre because we told the Coldplay what, twice around America and bumped yeah. it and stuff. And it was a bit weird that we, the kind of roles had reversed a little bit. Well, because we, mm. we went on after, you know, in, well, at least in one country anyway. We had to yeah. follow Chemical Brothers, didn't we? Fucking last Fuji performance. Chemical Brothers. Were yeah, on that would have. Chemical Brothers were on yeah, before us. Order. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we came on. Yeah, it's weird how it all just kind of, yeah, it all just reversed in like one country. It was a bit bizarre. But, but did, I don't know. Yeah, I don't suppose was. you saw that footage that I put on YouTube, did you? That Jenny sent me. Oh, yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. so cool. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. I da, fuck. Just, it's just mad yeah, when you see shit like that. Honestly, just. You know. I forgot that video existed. I'm sure I saw well, it a while ago. But yeah, just confidence we all had on stage. I mean, I don't think I've ever moved on stage quite so much in my life. You know, me neither. Just kind of stand me there. neither. Yeah, just, just kind of said, stand there. That's not just, you. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. I want to try and get a little bit of that for the next gig we do because it'll just make it a bit more interesting than looking at a couple of bloody statues. But yeah. well, man, you <laughs> but know. there was just some confidence it kind of gave you on it. I, I you think know, just being uh, out there. I think we knew. I don't know. I mean, I suppose at that point, I guess we must have known that that was last time we were gonna. Well, you know, I think there's a bit of that as well, yeah. So, but I didn't even know that we got asked to do a. Did we get asked to do an encore? Oh fucking hell! I, I, you and me both, mate. You and me both. I can't imagine us coming off stage at Fuji. Tim coming in the dressing room and saying, "Will you do an encore?" And us saying, "No." I can't imagine that. I can remember just obviously being coming off stage and being really upset because it was the last time. Oh. Maybe that was it. Maybe, I don't know. I Because oh. I, I was a bit good. Have you ever seen Mogwai again? I want to. I want to apologise to him because two. I can't, and again, I can't remember who it was, but two of them kept came up really pissed. Um, and uh, just oh it's nice when I learned that's just kind of like proper in my face like, they're only being nice and polite and just you know having a bit of banter but I just want on the planet you know what I mean I, yeah, was, yeah. I felt quite rude but um, no, yeah, if, are, if you do listen I'm are. sorry about that but you know they are lovely <laughs> yeah, they were top guys, guys. I just felt yeah I just felt a bit a bit shitty about that but yeah it was just because it was such an emotional end yeah it was just like when I was just curl up into a ball and just cry myself to sleep well I think, <laughs> yeah. I, think yeah. I think in retrospect then I think what probably happened was Will have come off stage. It will have been exactly like you say, really emotional. Koya or stage manager will have come over, and I'm presuming Tim will have taken one look at us and gone, "Yeah, no, they're not. They're not going back on stage." Yeah, but I can probably understand. Yeah, I didn't know we got asked back. I probably understand why it didn't happen. If yeah, yeah, well, it's just I got I got a, I got sent a message on Twitter just by um, 
well, a Japanese fan who'd seen us and said, you know, I had the honour of seeing you at your last ever live in Japan, but uh, we were a bit upset that you didn't do an encore. And then he, he even said that um, the promoter actually came out and said, oh, well, you know, they, they can't do an encore or whatever. But it just, I don't know, man. It just made me feel really bad. Yeah, I, like, never, that's yeah the last... I never knew that. I'd have come on and done Jack yeah, man, yeah, you know what even yeah. if, Oh, boy. Even if we were caught up. Uh, I mean, we were. I do remember. We were caught up but I, mean, I remember as well it wasn't the easiest gig sound wise I were having a bit of a tough time with the sound mm. but even even so it don't really matter you know it's just you know, well I know they're a weird one that yeah it does it does make a massive difference I think I spoke about I can't remember on a YouTube video or another podcast but you know you, you kind of go out to Japan you go all the way out there to do this this Fuji gig do you know what I mean blow people away and then you went you have a shit gig and you oh, there's no work well, you always struggle with your ears don't you on a long flight you always struggle with your ears being blocked up and it takes fucking weeks from a pop done it exactly and then if you, you've got like half you've got half your you're hearing aren't you so you can't yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly you know, you're trying to do a gig with like half the hearing it's not the easiest thing in the world that's but. funny that you remember you, I'd forgotten about that but yeah that's exactly what used to happen because yeah I remember it's every time going fuck's sake fuck's sake I can't hear it fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know that—that's the thing, isn't it? It's so frustrating when you're on stage and you're like, "Look, I need—I need to be able to hear it." And then, yeah, even when it's worse when you're mid-song and you're playing and you're like, "How do I tell him that I need the kick drum up, the hi hat down, Stu's bass up, Rob's voice down?" Do you know what I mean? All in like a head yeah. movement, fucking hell. <laughs> sign language, right? Yeah, but if Stu's right. I used to have terrible problems with my ears once we'd landed in planes, and it, sometimes they won't pop for ages, and you do gig mm-hmm. for the semi-deaf, like Stu says, you bloody you can't hear out and it's just even though you can you know like i think phil said another time as well you get to a point where you just do it by eye at some point where you can't hear stuff you've just got to watch what other person's doing and yeah you you know you can Mm -hmm. do that but that sucks all the fun out of the gig doesn't it do you know what i mean yeah definitely so Stu, the anniversary of the second album's coming up and uh, i know you guys are going to be uh being on Tim's Twitter listening party, reviewing the second album. Uh, we've actually been talking a little bit about the second album. We had uh, we talked about uh, Southern Tracks, and we talked about um, a little bit that that whole going to Atlanta to record that and talk to some folks that actually lived around there. I was just curious yeah. uh, if you had any uh, experience or experiences or memories that that you can bring back to uh, when you were recording that second album. Uh, I remember the bump piss. <laughs> <laughs> the what? <laughs> Who fell in the bumpies? Nick the deer. <laughs> Nick the deer, a female deer. Yeah, that's. We used to play when we were. Um, whenever we had a free minute, we played wiffle ball, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a right left. I played wiffle ball or basketball. And do you know what? I don't think I was there when he fell in it. I think I was hung over to buggery. Oh, I think really? we went and went to see. Yeah, did we go to see the rapture? Oh, and I found you. And I found Newcastle Brown Ale which must have been, it must have taken six months to get over there and been, I was the only person who drank it and I remember being so hung over the next day. Oh my God. Um, but I think I missed that incident, but that was when, yeah, there was a little brook or something, wasn't there? And someone whacked the ball into it and he, he went to kind of retrieve it, but it wasn't okay. a very nice, you know, it was, um, I won't say sewery, but I won't say it was, it was, it was bumpy. Only a couple of it's steps. Perfect, it, really funny. it was, it was, it was bumpy. And it was just, it was just bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he went for the Burton into the bumpist, didn't he? <laughs> okay, yeah, I did hear about that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but no, I mean, that, for me, it was a little bit difficult. Just been, uh, it was a bit weird how it kind of all just got pushed on. It got pushed on really quickly, didn't it? It did. 
I think because because certain things were happening with the label, it was kind of like I don't know if we were seen as their kind of potential saving grace or what. Um, but we kind of got like flown to America with only literally a handful of a handful of big riffs, but not really fully crafted songs. Um, can you remember, a lot of ideas, but we just can you remember how long it was before we went out that we got told? I think it was like a week, two weeks. It won't it won't long. What it was basically, yeah, it were a couple of weeks. We were there for what two months. Yeah, about four weeks to record, four weeks to kind of mix and yeah, I think do nine, this. Nine yeah, I weeks, think it was nine weeks in total. Yeah, it wasn't long after, was it? When we said Hut had, uh, Hut had gone down, we went out to Virgin, didn't we? Which was uh, mm. interesting. Um, but yeah, no, but so it, just, it was a bit weird all around. Just been such a long way from home for a long amount of times, you know, living in basically. A, I mean, it was all right, wasn't it? It wasn't the nicest motel in the world. Um, <laughs> it, but, had, um, it had a bed and a room. It had a bed, yeah, and it was, it was it was a walk from the studio as well, wasn't it? So it was like, yeah. it was two seconds down the road. Um, but no, it was, I mean, that aside overall, again, just a great, great experience doing something else in a different country. Mm. You know, and just and experiencing different, a lot of different things, a lot of different music, different. Cause that's you, where I actually got into Primus, believe it or not, as well. Uh, well, because did yeah, you that, already have that baseline for Welcome to the North? Or did you, or was it there that you made? I that? think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you already yeah, had I think that. We, yeah, you already had that. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, the songs that we no open your mind was, I think, quite threadbare, wasn't it? Yeah, open your mind was. Inc- I mean, we we pretty much wrote that when we were there. Um, but yeah. like stuff like North, we had you know. We had the majority of that down, um, to be fair. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned going to, going to watch The Rapture. That's the night we met Chris Connor, isn't it? I'm sure it is. We went oh, to I watch, can't remember. Chris. That, Chris, Chris Connor were tour managing him. I'm sure he was. That well, that, well, that was at the same venue that um, we finished our Vines tour with, wasn't it? I can't remember oh, what it was called. Was it? Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm positive it was, because that's also that <laughs> the night before. Um, Muse had to cancel their tour because didn't Bellamy wacky get getting a bit overexcited? He whacked himself in the face with his own guitar. Oh, did if he? I remember rightly, he had to can- oh, yeah, I think I'm sure he did. He did, he did himself a bit of a mischief doing that. One thing I also wanted to ask is, can you remember your order from Southern Tracks, your food order? Because it's one thing that is oh, still God. firm in my mind. I had the fucking same thing every day for like nine weeks. Do you know what I mean? Come on, you must remember. Oh, that, that rings a bell. We had those. Um, well, obviously, beaks and feet had that <laughs> barbecue sauce incident, didn't it? Fat man. Yeah, beaks yeah. and feet. What what were nicknamed Beaks and Feet? That's me. Um, is that that's me? Because when we played football, when he kicked the ball and stuff, and used his his feet in his head, he just looked like he, he just looked like he just looked mad, and it's all beaks and feet like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But yeah, there was it was like a barbecue. Was it like a barbecue place? I remember yeah, I was yeah. getting those blooming fat beans. Yep, those Ma- beans. I remember getting fat those. Oh yeah. Always got like sloppy jaws. That's right. <laughs> uh, I always remember getting pizza as well. I, yeah, I, do you know what? I can't. I remember him downing all of that, which was a horrendous that amount sauce, of that barbecue sauce for a hundred dollars. <laughs> that was a lot. That was like a supersized How long order of barbecue did, sauce. That he didn't come. He didn't come back to the studio, did he? I'm sure it was like four or five days. It was fucked for. I'm sure it was. I can, yeah, something not right. Yeah, it did disappear for a bit. But what was, he called, <laughs> was he called Chris Martin? It, no, it was called Phil Martin, I oh, believe. Matt. Phil Nice, Phil I think I, a really nice guy, but yeah, yeah, all really cool guys at the at Southern Tracks, weren't they? It was, yeah, uh, and then it was Carl, Egg, yeah, it was Carl Egg, Carl Egg, 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 oh, I can't remember his last name. Do you remember Carl, the bald guy? Yeah, I remember Carl, yeah, 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 because yeah. he was the one who used to do the uh, <laughs> he used to head the ball like that, didn't he? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> do you remember right. that, yeah, I do. <laughs> that was funny. Well, that's we got all these American guys into playing keepy uppies, basically. Do you know we we entertain, yeah, yeah. we entertained their fucking wiffle ball? Do you know what I mean? So it was they had to entertain our keepy uppies, and <laughs> some of them got quite into it. But yeah, we're 
It was unorthodox, some of the techniques on show, shall we say, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So was the recording of the second album a bit a little different for you for the from the first? Um not that well. I mean I, I talked about just, te- technically, just to technically give you, no, but just to give it some context, I did do an episode where I talked about the video, Stu, and yours and Rob's improvised genius fucking comedy scenes. So that's the sort of shit you were getting <laughs> up to. Yeah, unfortunately I think we'd grown up a little bit by then, so we didn't really do many videos, ah. did we? But yeah, I think I think um Te- technically, no. It was just obviously it just. I mean, we got in. Well, I got introduced to some different. Well, I think we got introduced to different instruments, didn't we? And just kind of like got um, encouraged to try something else. Like especially when we did all the drums in like bleed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just stuff like that. I mean, I think I, I played a double bass as well. Um, Brendan O'Brien gave me his credit card to go buy me. I think it's go buy me two double basses or go buy a double bass. Um, so yeah, I went and bought a double bass and played uh, "Open Your Mind." That bass lines on the double bass. Um, yeah, and it was just it was just. I think mean, it was great being around someone that was so multi instrumental. Yeah, because he could play. It could play any any instrument uh, that Brendan O'Brien picked up. He could just own it. You yeah. know, yeah, absolutely no, everything. Brilliant, absolutely. So brilliant. it was. Yeah, I'm sure it's, he actually. Um, I'm sure yeah. he actually played drums on one of Springsteen records. I'm sure he's actually got a. Oh really? Oh yeah, I'm sure he's actually got a playing credit on. Oh, was it a Pearl Jam record? I can't remember some record. Well, didn't we think he was Springsteen's brother for a while? Because there's a bit of a resemblance. He, 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 <laughs> he did have a little bit of a look of the boss, definitely, and he has worked. Yeah. With, he has worked with him quite a few times, but um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, it was interesting, really, because I reminisced quite fondly about the time in the studio, but it was sort of the rest of the time that I found quite difficult there, because at least at Jacob's, I mean, you, you touch on a good point, really, in the sense that when we made the first album, it was just fucking, you know what I mean? We were just absolutely having a laugh. There were no world, yeah. no world weariness at all. But also, it were residential, one. I mean, I know the hotel in Atlanta were only, you know, what, like three or four minutes walk away, but still, it's not quite the same as all being in that, you know, in that that country house in in Syria making that first album. It were a, it were a very different experience in that sense. I think as well. I mean, Surrey obviously has the familiar familiarity of home as well because yeah. you, you're in the country, you kind of grew up in Iowa. I know there's a lot of you know similarities between us in America, but it is even though you, 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 what's that saying? You kind of yeah, two countries separate separated by a um, two countries separate separated by a common language. That's yeah, the one. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, but you know, it's like as well. You don't really know where to go. You know, you don't. Yeah, cultural, like, such a cultural big place. familiarity, basically. Yeah. That's what you know. It's, yeah, you be you know, it's you, your home. It you know, it sort of pulls you towards it, doesn't it? So the further you are away from it. Uh, it, it's the cultural differences as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, say they're not yeah. they're not massive, but just being that far away from home was enough, just, yeah. enough for anything. Hey, for what it's worth, we have those too. Like when I go to Atlanta, it's a cultural difference. You know, like <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> when I, I go to yeah, California, yeah. it's different. When yeah. I go to Houston, it's different. Like there's there yeah, things are very different. And I sometimes I feel completely out of my element. I'm like, whoa, this is yeah. definitely not what I'm used to. But I mean, so we found a place where I felt a little bit more at home. Was it? I mean, I think it went completely down downhill. Didn't it after kind of well, I don't know what year it was, but it called the five points or something in Atlanta. Well, that's a, funnily enough, that's exactly what I was going to ask you about uh, because we Because that was really cool. It was quite a little hempy, hippie kind of place, wasn't it? It was a really cool place to hang out, but I think that... Graham took us some down shooting there. or something. Yeah, Graham took us few. Yeah, because he right. came for like... Did he come for two weeks? Well, yeah. Um, I don't know whether we asked for someone or, or, or tell you what, Tony came out with us for the first 
two or three weeks or did he do longer than that and then when Tony went Graham came out uh, because we hadn't yeah. that because there was a story behind that in itself and I'd love to get Graham on podcast I know I keep saying this but I need to ask him because there's a story yeah you need to get Graham on definitely because we hadn't we we did that gig at Brixton and then we kind of just never saw Graham again did we and when we were well no that's weird because I, I spoke to him um, I remember I was in the Royal Oak having a bit of a night out and I spoke to Graham and we were going to see him, I think, for that gig. Was it the, tw- the MTV's yeah, fifth M- yeah, yeah. birthday? That's- and uh, I'm sure he said, oh, yeah, I'm sure I spoke, you know, this might have been like on, maybe even on the Tuesday or the Wednesday or a couple of, it was a couple of nights before the show anyway. And I spoke to Graham and he's like, I think he was in America. Yeah, I'm flying home. I'm, oh, I'm that- coming to, to this and that. And, you know, I'll see you there. So, oh, nice one. <laughs> he just never turned up, did he? He just never came back. No. Oh, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Which was good because Graham was, Graham was one of the family, wasn't he? Like, oh, properly. It was, yeah. it was just like, um, <laughs> It was like our dad one. He was yeah. what a legend. Yeah. Um, so many. Yeah, it'd be nice to get Graham on this. I'd love to hear his thinking voice again. You know, no, I'd love to. I'd love I to mean, hear his stories about well, all sorts of stuff, and before us. Do you know what I mean? Like from the Mondays and stuff, and all that sort of nonsense, all, yeah. all and shenanigans. That'd be fucking brilliant. I mean, I remember in oh when when we were in um, Port, uh, oh, Portland and uh, Ian came and they'd obviously had a few drinks and not seen each other for X amount of years and talking each other's heads off yeah, <laughs> in the dressing room you've, just, you've never heard it like it was like a whirlwind but it was just great to see him so happy on it and he could tell he'd missed his brother and you know that he was he, he lived in America before hadn't he? he had and yeah then, he know, had he'd, he'd had um, he'd had an interest in, because he toured a lot and I think he'd had some sort of as happened with some people, um, some visa. Pro- I think basically he stayed too long. I think he outstayed as well. Yeah, he I did. think he stayed too long. Didn't I he? think legally he stayed longer than he should have. And then when he kind of had to come back to do touring, they said, "Hey, help you bastard!" And then he went, "Well, it's all right. Cause I'm going to live back in England again." And then when he went back again, I, I don't know, but it got it got quite complicated anyway. But um, yeah, the good yeah. the point was anyway was. The next time we saw him, we because we knew he were in America. I'm sure we asked him to come over and, well, effectively fucking babysit us. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just nice to see him as well because it, it it did just kind of disappear, didn't it? You know, yeah, really. Man. So it was it was nice to again. I think as well a little bit of familiarity, you know, being so far from home and Graham wasn't far away, so it was like oh, just just come mess around with his Graham and speaking of disappear um, there was a time that somebody brought up and I was really curious how this worked out for you but there was a time when Adam had to leave had to disappear and you guys had to still tour there was a couple of shows ah yeah that's right yeah yeah so I'm really curious. How, how does that work when the lead guitarist is not there? How, yeah, how did that I don't, work I don't even know what happened there. I mean, like what you did. Obviously, I just had to go. Yeah. Granddad died, didn't he? So I had to go home. But yeah, what happened yeah. with them shows and what did you do? And did you practice? Literally, I ca- well, I was just going to say, we. well, we literally did, I think, 10 minutes practice in a hotel room in Texas or something. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, and literally, yeah, because it was because they were just it was doing the same song just acoustically, really. So it was, yeah, we just we did like I think we only did like twenty minutes or something. I think it was only a, a short set, but um, I think Craig came on and sang um, uh, on Getaway. Did he? Was it? Was it Getaway? Did he? Fuck it. Yeah, I think. Fuck yeah, we've got a record. We've got a recording of that somewhere. What the fuck? I'm positive. The person who'll have that will be Phil. Yes. Yeah, well. Yeah, because yeah, 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 he was quite and he, yeah, he came on and sang the kind of the oohs and ahs in um, in Getaway. Okay, I know. Positive. That, I, oh yeah, I'm, and I reckon that yeah, the person will have that, and Jen will have that, or Jen or Phil will have that. On the record, I'm sure they will. Uh, if it, on if the record, it, somewhere, if it exists, yeah. If it exists, I'm sure they will. Yeah, if it still exists, but yeah, no, he did. Uh, I think he came. I think it was. It wasn't that many shows, was it? Was it maybe a? You did some of Rob songs though, as well. Two or just, three. You did like some of Rob songs, didn't you? Like middle of nowhere and a couple of others. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I can't fully remember what we did, but we did. We didn't do that many, but we definitely did get away. I remember Craig being on. 
And yeah, I think we did a couple of. Uh, oh yeah. Um, so what, Rob? Played yeah, it's middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's middle, right. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Another one. Rob just on, yeah, dropped with acoustic, and then I think yeah, I got a little little bass. Oh, did I just use middle bass. I can't. Remember. Um, and then yeah, Phil just had kind of his brushes and his just a really you know really oh, small did, drum did kit. He do, did he do it with brushes as well? Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm sure he did it with his brushes. Yeah, yeah. Because he used to use his brushes for uh, new instrumental, didn't he? So I think he just oh, kind of softened right. up his so his approach a bit. Really. Can but, you yeah. remember how many gigs it was? Were it two or three? I think two or three. It wasn't that. I think it was. I think two or three. It might have been three because three kind of that that span a week really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. With a few days off, yeah. so yeah, I would have thought it two or three. It wasn't that many, but yeah, and again, it was only like maybe. I'll never forget maybe you. A know, Twenty minutes. I'll never, I'll never forget you. Know, fucking hell. Graham had said, right, okay, it's all sorted out. When you get off the plane, there'll be a car there to meet you. So I was like, I bet it wasn't there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, I'm getting myself off this plane. I'm like, uh, uh, no, can't see anyone with a sign that looks for me. It'll say taxi on it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Pete, you're exactly you fucking right. You get in and right. you pay the man some money. You're exactly fucking right because I went out front then and I sort of looked and there were no there and I rang Graham and I went, did you sort this car out for me? And he went, oh, no, sorry, I forgot. Are you there now? And I went, yeah. He went, oh, just get in the taxi and give me a receipt. I was just like, fucking <laughs> All right, fucking hell. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, that the stew, that has got to be uh, one of my biggest memories of like touring, especially going down to London on train, was getting to fucking King's Cross and us going, right, where's the car? And then going, oh, I'm round corner. Oh. <laughs> fucking corner. Yeah. Like, how many times did we just abandon? Which fucking corner? Yeah, was... we just abandoned <laughs> the prearranged car and just got in a fucking taxi. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I mean, it's like, because you, you can only get parked where you can get parked around there, can you? So, that, I mean, they must have been as frustrated as us at times. <laughs> yeah, God, it was, yeah, just getting a taxi. But now, you know, now you're just, I'll just get on tube and go, will not you? But yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> With your transport. Nice. Last question I have for you, Stu, is, uh, you know, Temple Newsom comes up, you know, I know everybody's been talking about like what they want to hear and we know you guys are going to play the hits, but is there a song that you think that you don't normally play that you think would be cool to play at Temple Newsom? Uh, well, do you know what? After, after you showed that uh, video of Float, I'd like to play Float, mate. I think that just, mm. that just kicked off the liberty. It was one of those songs that I don't think many people, Robert, Rob, you know, I think it pissed Robert Hurst off, wasn't it? Which would be, uh, <laughs> you know... That's always, a, that's always a bonus. <laughs> that's a bonus. Yeah, it would not be a bad thing, would it? But, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Does Rob Hurst not, does, does not like Flo? That is the I'm most sure he said he did like Flo. Oh, yeah. did, did he? On the podcast, or just I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Or maybe in general, was it? I'm sure it was Flo. He might have done. He might have done. I think it, he might just do it as a joke, maybe, because every time he comes on, it's just pass it, just skip it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure a bit positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe so. But boy, that that song ends and gets crazy. That was, that was fun. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I loved it. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, but just watching that video that we hadn't seen for ages was just, yeah, that was like, fucking hell, you used to play that. We played that really well. So yeah. that'd be, that that'd be pretty cool to do. That were in Japan and that one at first. I'm sure that one we played in Shibuya. That footage Maybe, of yeah. Flo, you can tell by my fucking hair. And the fact it's a black Les Paul. I, I, I didn't have that for very long. I think oh, I did, yeah, yeah. I think I only had it for about. You guys could do the belly slaps. Six or seven months. Didn't do, <laughs> didn't do that live, Pete. Although, to be fair, for a tune that we kind of built in the studio, it was really weird listening back to that live because I was like, is this us live? Or is this just a video put alongside the track because we played it that fucking well? Yeah. But you couldn't even bloody it. It was time, man, wasn't it? Yeah. It was absolutely, it was very tight. Be nice, yeah, but I, I don't know. Just, yeah, just the usual hits, really. And good lad you know as long as we do as long as we do them well you know that's all i'm bothered about mm-hmm. um so i mean we'll i mean that's been an hour so we'll wrap up soon but just let me check because 
couple of people did send questions for you, but I think I think the two questions I got specifically for you were: Can you remember your? Fa- and we'll we'll end on these. Can you remember your favorite gig with the music? And yeah, so you know your favorite venue, favorite gig, and then the other one is: What would be your overriding memory of touring with the music? I think I'll feed the same pet. Will be one of those. <laughs> It's standard, yeah, absolutely. Can't be a bit of the old pettage. Um, yeah, gig wise, there was so many. Like, it's like I think we touched on the Barrowlands didn't we before. Yeah, you know that was always just mental. Um, I think for that the MTV fifth birthday that were insane. Both Brixton. That was a really good. That was a really. It was so long ago, but that was a really, really good show. That one, it. And you know, Holadelphi. Oh, Holadelphi was uh, what uh, you know. That was one of the. That was the first tour we did, wasn't it? It was the it was second just, night. It wasn't more for Second, it wasn't more for how we play, yeah, because we stayed in a hotel in at Selby Fork, didn't we? Like we did. 10 minutes from his bloody house, fucking four, <laughs> all, all four of us in a room, just like, oh my so god, random. this is just like a fucking kid's sleepover, yeah, literally 10 minutes from his house, which was really bizarre. Wasn't that um, actually it, wasn't that the only time all four of us shared a room? I think it was, yeah, I think so, because yeah, I think we watched Magic Roundabout, didn't we? And oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna watch it, Magic Roundabout, yeah, and then we drove to Hull because it was just out M6. Uh, yeah, M62, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was more just for the, the just the, the venue itself was so bizarre. It was just a house in a, a, in an estate, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, kind of like the front, the, the bar was the front lounge and then the, the venue was like where the kitchen would have been with an yeah. extension on the back. There's some other ones as it well. Was, yeah, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Manny at Manchester Apollo, that was fucking insane. And the seaside gigs. Yeah, those two gigs, yeah. Bridge Spa, Black, uh, Blackpool, Empress Ballroom. I, I walked past Spa all, all, all the time and I, I stuck my head in and that's, yeah, what, what a venue that is. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, what, but yeah, I walked past Spa all the time and I always get memories of that gig. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a cool weekend, that one. Um, hey, your kids have never seen you play it now that I think about it. They're too young, right? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, far too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna see about. Yeah, we're gonna see if um, we might get Rowan to the gig. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it is. It depends if he if he stays up because <laughs> he's, well, he's yeah. still he's gonna well he'll be he'll be five so he's still be young but we'll yeah we'll see see what happens. I just don't want any. It sounds awful, but I kind of want I don't oh, want any no, kind of family pressure. No, I know exactly what you fucking mean. I'm the same man. I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be running after kids trying to stop them from no I don't know <laughs> kicking someone in the balls when I'm thinking about going on stage. But. Crowd surfing. That's the thing. That <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I've been saying that to people. I've been like, look, you know leading up to things i'm going to make sure everyone knows what they're doing and then on the day or even the days leading up to it everyone can get fucked do you know what i mean like it, i can't be bothered with people being like oh can you make sure and can you do this and can you let me in and let me mate in oh, fuck off do you know i'm not messing about with yeah. any of that stuff like you say just want to enjoy it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah just want to enjoy it again just make it as stress-free as possible yeah yeah man definitely. just that's all it needs to be definitely right well um I've re- loved it again, mate. Really, really love having you on the podcast. Um, always fun to reminisce about stuff and you always end up saying shit that <laughs> I've forgotten about as well. It's funny because I think we both remind each other of stuff that... Yeah, no, so it's likewise, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me on again. It's been enjoyable. With, uh, yeah. Do another one again at some point. If you like. I mean, how long ago was it since we did the first one? If it seems like... You were on... It was like it was episode... Towards towards the end of the year. It was, it was. was. I think it was like uh, November, it, it, it was right? like five, six. Vigan were five, Tom was, was early, six. One, you yeah. were seven. You were episode seven. Seven. Yeah, man. And we're at 30, you know, 38, now 39 or something. So, yeah, man, obviously, and you know, when we start leading up to things, um, we'll do more. I'd like to do a couple more, like, full band ones as well after we do. Yeah, definitely. 
after we do the Welcome to North listening party, we'll kind of do our own little listen-along thing, you know, a bit like we did with the first album, but all that sort of stuff anyway. But yeah, man, um, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Loved it. Yeah, thank you again. Nice Stop one. guys, thank you. And thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Nice one. Okay, this is episode 39 um, of the podcast. Oh, I'm abandoning that. <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> of the podcast, just yep. like, you know, the group, yeah, yeah. the music. Fuck you, Pete. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>